Collective Questions, a wedding show, aims to answer all your who, what, when, where's, and why's about the wedding industry. Each episode aims to focus on a different aspect within the industry, such as photography, wedding planning, real life couples, and behind the scenes. My name is Mackenzie Taylor, and I've been in the wedding industry for over 15 years as a professional wedding photographer. In 2017, I eloped in Red Rock Canyon in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I knew that others had to be interested in something as special and unique and beautiful as my wedding was. With that vision, I started Cactus Collective Weddings, and from there, we've branched out into other cities and other areas focusing on scenic destination weddings. All right. On today's episode, we have Lydia Pierce. Actually, Lydia, why don't you tell us what it is you do and all the good stuff? Yeah, my name's Lydia. I'm the director of special events at Red Rock Resort. I sell and service the weddings and all of the social events and celebrations here on property. Cool. And how long have you been doing that? So I've been at Red Rock almost nine years now. And then oh. I, yeah, I know <laughs> time flies <laughs> from a, an event company in town. So, and I was there for about seven years. So it's been about 16 years now. I've been working on weddings and events. Really? Actually, I didn't know that. I yeah. have been a photographer for about 15 years, so we're kind of in the same start game. So cool. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, we haven't had anybody that's, you know, works at a venue on the show before, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk to somebody on your side of things. So one thing that I think would be an interesting thing to touch on is because you work with such a variety of different wedding professionals is to talk about knowing the difference between a wedding professional or somebody that's kind of been doing this for a long time versus somebody that maybe isn't a professional or hasn't been doing it as long. Yeah. yeah. So the first thing that I'd like to mention is just that there's a big difference between a vendor that you hire to work on your wedding day and a friend that has a hobby as a side job. So I would say that's probably the first point to touch on pro and non-pro. Right. There are a lot of nuances that are involved in a wedding that your friend might be a wonderful photographer and takes amazing pictures, but if they're not versed in a wedding and how the timeline flows and the kind of pictures to get and the kind of content to get, then that definitely makes them not perhaps the best fit if you want things to run smoothly and you want to make sure you get everything that you get out of it. I'm not saying you can't work with friends. Obviously there's some benefit to that as well, but I would definitely make sure that they are well-versed and experienced in actually working on a wedding because it's just so much different than any other type of content or event that you're going to have. So that would be my first tip right. for sure. And then you want to make sure they're going to show up on time and they do what you want them to do. So I am definitely a firm believer in reviews. Guests leave reviews based on positive and negative feedback. So obviously one bad review, I don't think should kill chances for a vendor, but it's definitely a great thing to look at and even reaching out to some referrals. So if you have a florist that knows the photographer you're looking at, or if you have a venue mm. that has worked with these places before, ask them, say, how was your experience working with them? Is there anything that you think I should know? Is there anything that makes them not a great fit for my wedding? And I think reaching out to the community, because the community is so small, I think in any city that you're in, right? vendors know each other. 
Yes. And you can definitely get some feedback on whether they're a good fit or not. And if they show up on time and do a good job based on the pros that work with them, because pros work with other pros that make their job and their client's wedding great. Right. Because all of our interest is in making sure that the couples have the best wedding possible. So I would definitely look there for some feedback on good options for vendors because you just want to make sure everything's seamless for you. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, just to elaborate a little bit more is that vendors actually will recommend vendors that are professionals that make their lives easier. In other words, they are experienced. They know the details. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of silly. I never thought that that would be something you would have said, but that's so true. Vendor recommendations for other vendors is one of the best ways to get vendors for a wedding. Totally. I'm a little concerned about putting somebody in a place to speak not so greatly about another colleague and be right. But I also think there's ways around it. So when somebody comes to me and says, what do you think about this florist? I would say, well, what are your priorities and what is your style? And just guide them without having to speak negatively about somebody else. Just, well, based on your style and your needs, and if you don't need to go crazy, but you're looking for something more simple, this is the direction I think would be best for you. Right. And actually it could be not necessarily even negative. Like you're saying, you're literally pointing them in the best direction based on the skill set and services of that particular vendor, you know? So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Any other things? I mean, I'm a firm believer in presentation. So if your first call with them or your first communication with them is not what you were expecting, that is their first impression. So not sure if it's going to get much better than that. So I would keep, (laughs) (laughs) that's when they don't have your business yet. After your business, it's already in the bag. So communication and things might not get better. They might get worse. So if you have a bad first impression, I would definitely use that when you're making decisions. I love your point about communication. Yeah. I think that's so important. If you're not satisfied with the level of communication or the type of communication or anything like that from a vendor that you're working with right now, just to Lydia's point, it's not necessarily going to change or get better. That might be a little bit harsh, but I think that's a a reality for vendors, I guess. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily the first vendor that responds to you right away. Right definitely the right one because as most people know, this is a busy year. And so (laughs) there's a lot of us that take a little bit longer than we had hoped to get back to people. But I think it's also the experience you're having when you are communicating with them. And do they at least reply back and say, Hey, I'm super crazy with a big wedding this weekend, but I'll get back Tuesday or whatever it is. Just so you kind of know that you're, you're still a priority to them, even if focusing on somebody else at this current moment. It could even be, be style, like the style of communication. Do you prefer to only be communicated this way? And maybe, you know, that's where some alignment with vendors come into play too. Like if they only want to communicate in this format or in this platform and you absolutely do not want to do that, that's okay. But maybe that's just not a right fit. Yeah, exactly. Good point. I like that one. Yes. I have a thought. Yeah. So Lydia and I are both part of a wedding professional organization, and I would say in the last couple of years, that's where I've met a lot of my strongest vendor connections and vendor relationships have been developed through this organization, and it's called WIPA. 
But I think there's something to be said about industry pros that do join organizations. So I think they put a stake in it. Like they're in this for the long haul, they're investing Mm -hmm. in themselves. And I think that that could be something that's often overlooked when couples specifically are looking for vendors. Like, are they part of any of their wedding industry associations or other sort of associations, to be honest, it could be anything really, but, um, I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on that. I I've just had really great experiences personally working with those vendors that are involved in that organization. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So WIPA is the wedding international professionals association. And in order for somebody to join the association, they have to have experience in the industry. They have to have a business license and insurance. So, you know, that they, everything is above board. And we also send them a code of ethics that they agree to, that they're going to treat our couples and our clients up to the standard that we expect of them. So that's definitely something vetted. Like you're like, exactly three things in already. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there is a website with a directory. Um, WIPA is in a bunch of different cities. So you can go on that directory and see what different wedding professionals are a part of the association. And like you said, it just means that they are invested in being better. Our organization focuses on networking, but also education. So all of our quarterly events have an education component. So anybody attending is really trying to better themselves and learn more and educate themselves so they can be better for our couples. So I would say anybody that is invested in that and their business would also be a big plus. Yeah. I think that's something that's, like I said, kind of often overlooked, like in general, I guess, speaking from a photography standpoint, if you find somebody that you love their work and they're on a blog or on a website, it's not necessarily the best way to vet vendors. You might love what you see on that site. You might love a portfolio that you see online, but that's usually them showing their absolute best. And a lot of that, I don't want to get on a styled shoot (laughs) tangent here, but, but a lot of that kind of stuff occasionally is marketing material or what's called in the industry is a styled shoot. And so they're not necessarily doing real weddings sometimes. I think that's getting better over the last couple of years, but I saw a big, you know, shift where vendors were really showing a lot of styled shoots and not really showing that they did a lot of real weddings. So I think that that's another thing to really consider when looking at professionals, maybe ask for like a full gallery or ask for a number of weddings that somebody's done. And, you know, maybe not last year or 2020, but in years prior or how many things are on the book, something like that, just to kind of vet that they're not just all styled shoots. And I have nothing wrong with those that I don't definitely don't (laughs) want to get on that train, but that shouldn't be the only thing that your vendors are showcasing on their site or on blogs or something like that. Yeah, I 100% agree because it's really, it's a lot easier to make one small area look perfect, Mm -hmm. to make one table look perfect, to make three chairs look perfect, to make one slider look perfect if you're talking about food. Once you grow to a wedding of 50, 100 or more people, what kind of robustness do they have with their skills in order to make sure the whole wedding looks like that and it's not just one little snippet or in a venue, you can find one little corner in any venue. Right. Amazing. But what does the rest of it look like? So that's definitely a great point to ask for a little bit more wide range of their 
capabilities and on the venue side, I mean, obviously a site visit tells you everything because you can be there in person, but if you can't be there in person, maybe ask for a FaceTime tour or maybe ask to see what the entrance looks like or what the bathrooms look like or other things that you might not think of right off the bat because that one little photo looks amazing. Right. Much more that goes into it. So that's a really great point is to try to dive a little bit deeper than the perfect picture. Right, right. Yeah. What is a vendor that you see that people try to have like the friend that might go wrong? What's a typical category of vendor that you see that happen with the most? So I would say DJs and photographers. Oh, okay. For photographers, it's again, my friend is an incredible photographer and they probably are, but haven't done a wedding can you get the entire bridal party and all of family photos done in 30 minutes during the cocktail hour? Like it's, it's a skill in order to, yeah, right. It's not just about the pictures because they're not having hours to style one photo. So it's definitely, and make sure they get photos of the invitation and photos of the rings and photos of the food and the set in the room. And, oh, wait, I didn't get pictures before there were guests in the room. And there's just a lot of things that you miss if you don't do weddings on the photography side. Right. Um, And then with DJs, they can play the music, but can they do a grand entrance? Are they good on the microphone? Can they follow a script and a timeline? And can they work with the other vendors and make sure they're not playing the cake song when the photographer is not ready to take a picture of the cake yet? So there's a harmony with wedding professionals where they work together in tandem with their wedding coordinator to make sure everything goes according to plan so you don't miss anything. And pros in the industry are used to working together. And it's not that your friend that's a DJ is not great. He's just not used to doing that. So he might right. not know to ask to make sure the photographer is in place or that the caterer is ready to serve when you say dinner will be served. So there's a few little disconnects there that you want to just make sure they are on the right page. Yeah, actually, I never thought about the DJ being an issue that you see they run the whole night honestly. yeah they do on the they, microphone. yeah they and they like set the tone and set the experience so mm-hmm. much when you have a great one it's great when you have a, a poor one the mood's different mm-hmm. the flow of the event is different often it, i guess it is something that people kind of like oh maybe i'll just bring my ipod <laughs> ipod man i'm uh-huh. dating myself at least my <laughs> iphone you know with some music on it or something like that mm-hmm. it definitely does change the event for sure yes yeah so well anything else that you feel we could talk about vendors let's do a little recap at least we oh. talked about communication we talked yes. about referral and reviews talked about making sure they're a professional versus somebody who is wonderful, but not necessarily in the industry. Yeah. Yep. We talked about using resources like wedding associations to find good referrals. So yeah. Good. All right. Great. Thanks so much, Lydia. We really appreciate you joining us for this episode where we chatted about some of the pros of hiring a wedding professional versus a non-wedding professional. And just to kind of touch again on what that means. So it doesn't mean that your vendor, you know, maybe that you're selecting isn't your best friend, or maybe they're a very highly skilled photographer, but they just happen not to be in the wedding industry. Lydia kind of touches on some of her experiences working in a venue 
about some complications that can come up from that kind of contract. So anyway, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you all got value from this show. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite listening app. We are also available on YouTube at Cactus Collective. That's it for today. See you next time. Bye.